0: Welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. I am your host, Camille, and this week we are reviewing Hallmark's newest movie, titled Her Pen Pal, the third movie in the Summer Night series, starring Mallory Jensen and Joshua Sass. They are former co-stars of the ABC series, *Gallivant*. So let's get to it. Congratulations Hallmark, you have perfected the formula to a rom-com Hallmark movie with this one. A unique storyline, one that hasn't been repeated over 20 times in different movies. Sizzling chemistry, a throwback to old classic movies such as Sabrina and Casablanca. Strong supporting characters. The storyline in this movie is simple and easy to follow, not one thing off, and no missed opportunities. The chemistry between Mallory and Joshua burnt through the screen. And more importantly, I think this movie had all the women watching, sigh in unison, wanting someone to tie an apron around our waist in the first 45 minutes of the movie. Have Victoria and Jacques only kissed once throughout the whole thing, waited an hour and 45 minutes for the final kiss, no one would know. We were waiting for that kiss the moment Jacques heard the first voicemail, and boy, it did not disappoint. The official synopsis of the movie reads, Event planner Victoria can't wait to attend and play in her best friend's Parisian wedding. When she finds out that her ex is bringing a date, she reconnects with her French childhood pen pal, Jacques. The whole time I was watching this movie, I was thinking to myself, I feel deprived. I never had a pen pal. I never wanted one. But if my pen pal was fresh and looking like Jacques, I would probably be able to fund the U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> this movie explores friendship, love, jealousy, and indecisiveness wrapped in the beautiful setting of Paris with the de Triomphe and Eiffel Tower as a backdrop. Victoria is introduced to us as a wedding planner. She likes to plan lavish weddings with big cakes, big wedding dresses, big venues for her clients. Her next client is her indecisive best friend, Tracy, who is having a destination wedding in Paris. Now, I know that this is a Hallmark movie and with that comes some artistic license but my best friend would not be happy with me if I didn't point out this kind of thing doesn't happen in real life. To get married in France, to have a legal wedding anyway, you have to prove you're a citizen of the country meeting an address in France with proof of living there for six months. Alex, C don't worry, I mentioned it for you. <laughs> While preparing for the wedding week, Tracy drops the big news that Cameron, Vic's ex-boyfriend, who I will foreseeably call Douche Canoe, and I will tell you that why, um... is bringing a date to her wedding just six months after the breakup, a breakup of a relationship for 12 years. Yeah, I really don't like this dude. Kira's date is Jen, another patent lawyer. They work together. She is his, quote, lawyer prodigy. One integral part to this perfect hallmark rom com movie formula was the friendship between three women Victoria, Tracy, and Natalie. These three are college friends who came to Paris for Tracy's wedding. Their relationship was equal parts teasing, support, and honesty. Although Vic had the main storyline in the movie, the other two were not forgotten. Tracy's in love with her fiance, Mike. She is well known for her indecisiveness. That's why she packed three wedding heels for Paris. Mind you, when I heard the number of shoes she brought, I only thought, three? Maybe she's not really that indecisive after all. I know many women who would bring a whole carry-on bag just for shoes alone. Her indecisiveness carried on throughout the wedding planning process. From the wedding dress to the wedding venue, from the cake flavors to the decorations for the wedding. It even got to the point where she was questioning getting married to Mike. But the night before the ceremony, her mom made a toast, reminding Tracy she was always indecisive about everything, except Mike. She knew from the start, Mike was the one forever. Natalie is married to Seth and happily pregnant. To decide, to describe Seth as a protective parent might be an understatement. He's always checking on what Natalie is eating, not wanting to overexert herself, talking about diet preparing, etc. Now, one might think this is cute, but it is irritating to Natalie. This trip to Paris will be their last vacation as just a party of two. She wanted to explore the City of Lights with her husband, his overprotective protective nature ruined it. The support from Tracy and Vic Natalie only talked some sense into him, we will be mom and dad to the baby. Let's not be mom and dad to each other. Let's be partners, friends, lovers. Let's not lose that. So let's talk about Vic, Jacques and the douche Cameron. I don't even think it is right to call it a triangle. The moment Jacques made an appearance on the screen, Cameron had no chance. I mean, Jacques smiled at just hearing a voicemail saying Vic was in Paris. He rushed to her hotel and talked about champagne that made this teetotaler want to take a sip and test whether or not champagne is like duct tape to Americans. I think we all swooned at just the mere closeness when he tied her apron and squealed in delight at his chateau. The chateau is gorgeous, thirty bedrooms, vaulted ceilings, sweeping stairwell, huge gardens. I mean, like Mike said when he first saw the chateau, who is cleaning all this? Jacques was seriously considering selling it to a hotel chain, and to be honest, I wouldn't blame him. The upkeep of a home is a lot. He lives there by himself, no family, no lover. He had envisioned sharing this home with someone he loves. Keeping this chateau was just a reminder of what could have been, or what he lost. How he is single all this time is beyond me. Vic was still in love with Dushkanu. I don't blame her. They broke up just six months ago after 12 years of being together and seeing him when Jen Hurt. But Jacques reminds her of being the girl who believes in fairy tales, who can still quote Sabrina and finding the joys in her life including work. He introduces her to the concept of flaneur, the act of wandering with no direction, getting lost. Douche Canoe sees the interaction between Vic and Jacques, That's where swear he can see green smoke coming out of his ears from jealousy. The second day, day two of the wedding weekend, he leaves his date to tell Vic he still has feelings for her. No, honey, those are not feelings of love. Those are feelings of jealousy, and it is ugly. Poor Jen. She went to Paris with this guy, who is still still hung up on his ex. She gets ghosted on day two. And now, because it seems like everyone is friends from way back, poor girl is left alone. She tries to integrate with a group of girls, which leads to an awkward situation between her and Vic. It led to some laughs, though, when they found a shared interest in old-time movies. Casablanca being Jen's favorite, Sabrina being Vic's. I hope that if there is a sequel to this perfect movie, the friendship trio will become a quartet. So back to Douche I personally think he can sense the conflicting emotions Vic had. I mean, she was with him for over a decade and had plans for the future with him, whereas Jacques, although there is sensitive chemistry between the two, he lives in Paris, and she has a thriving business in L.A. Douchkaneu preyed on this by planting seeds of doubt in both Jacques and Vic, eventually kissing her, which Jacques witnessed. Both Vic and Cameron realized they were not meant to be, they were just meant to be friends. The kiss wasn't a kiss to rekindle their relationship, but more like a kiss for closure. But is it too late for Jacques? He questions Vic's motives to invite him to this wedding celebration. Was it to make Cameron jealous? This is where the title for the podcast comes from, Love Unlocked. There used to be a bridge of keys in Paris. Couples would write their names on locks to be placed on this bridge and throw the keys into the river. This bridge was featured in another Hallmark movie called Love Locks, starring Rebecca Romaine and Jerry O'Connell. Jacques doesn't believe love is an interlocking of souls or of people. Love is to be open. He believes strongly in, if you love something, let it go. If it comes back, it's supposed to be yours. That's the reason why he didn't fight for his love with Vic when they were younger. It's why when Jacques saw Vic and Cameron kiss, she thought he wouldn't fight for her now. But Jacques learned his lesson love can be free. Love is free. You can set it free and hold on to it at the same time. Although the status of their living arrangements haven't changed, they do plan to work it out. It sounded like Victoria would be partnering with Jacques. To plan events at the chateau. Long distance relationships can work, y'all. We have technology to m- now to make it possible. All that is needed in love a trust and a good self-service. To me, You are missing from me. Not anymore. And they kiss. A star rating for this movie. Uh, can I give it 20 stars? <laughs> like... This was better than As Luck Would Have It, It it Was Always You, my previous five-star movies. This movie blew them out of the water. I watched what I truly feel was perfection. Jacques was the perfect lover, the man of most women's dreams. We all wanted to join cooking classes so we could have someone tie our aprons for us. The banter was perfection. The filming locations were beautiful. I have never been to Paris, but it made me want to go. The fashion was great. The storyline was simple and easy to follow. Hallmark, you have done, found the formula for the perfect rom-com movie. Now do more like this. And yes, please, I want a sequel. Before I wrap this podcast with my usuals, I want to talk about the newest movie, To Catch Us Pie, which was released on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel, starring Colin... Donald, Natalie Kelly, and Patty Merrin. It premiered on Sunday. Normally I don't watch the mystery series because they never interested me, but this caught my eye. It sounded like an international spy thriller. I loved it. I won't give much away, but I like to describe it as the board game clue set in Malta. There were twisted turns as to who the killer was, but not going to lie to you, I wasn't fooled. I guess who the killer was 10 minutes into the movie. I would recommend it highly. That whole rock makes it into a series. In conclusion, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn Alexa, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Follow us on all social media platforms at our Instagram page and Hallmark Heartbeats, Facebook page. Hallmark Heartbeats podcast and Twitter Hallmark Heartbeat One. Buy us a coffee on www.bobbyacoffee.com slash Heartbeats. We have two levels of membership. For $1 a month, in America No Level, you get to have a voice on the podcast. You get to choose which movie I review for weeks Hallmark doesn't have a brand new movie this week. For $5 a month, Caramel Macchiato Level, you get access to never released podcasts. For example, the month of May, I reviewed Birthday Wish, starring Jesse Schramm and Luke McFarland. For the month of June, I will be reviewing Christmas House, starring Robert Earl Buckley and Jonathan Dean Bennett. It was the first movie to feature an LGBTQ storyline for one of the main characters. It, It is to celebrate Pride Month. It also this lab also includes raw unedited footage for our interviews with the actors Alex and our tree which is in our bio also I would like to thank all of our listeners this week we had just reached a 1000 download milestone on all the platforms it is such an honor to have to know that so many people are listening to me it is with gratitude and I'm so grateful thank you June 28th is our last podcast for the Summer Night Series, and it is about the Sand Dollar Cove starring Ali Bichata and Chad Michael Murray. Hopefully, I will be joined with guest co-host Brittany Stanley. The following week... It is July, guess what that means. Christmas in July will be starting, so I will be making a poll for which Christmas movies to review the weeks of July. A new Christmas movie comes out July 10th titled Crashing Through the Snow, starring Amy Acker and Lauren Christie. I can't wait to see them. Anyway, I'll see you guys next week. Until then, bye.